<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Mike for Success. Today we got two special guests, uh, Jenna Bandy and Mia Moore, both basketball players and studs and content creators. Um, we got Jenna, who was a coach, has an amazing arm, football player, has a brother that plays in the major leagues, I think, right? Yeah. Correct. And you got Mia, who played for one of the top community college basketball teams in the nation last year and exploding on Call of Duty and making content. But um, introduce your guys self. Welcome. Me first? Yeah. yeah first. All right. Uh, I'm Mia. I know Michael from high school, so this is weird how everything has like, come full circle, and I'm now sitting on his podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, basketball player, played in college. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm self-proclaimed retired now. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Jenna? Um, I'm Jenna Bandy. Um, I've played college basketball, coach college basketball now, um, coach all through um, high school as well. Um, and I, that's how I actually met you. You're actually at one of the high schools that I coached at. That's how I met Mia. Um, but yeah, I mean, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a YouTuber, um, also Instagrammer, influencer. And so I'm just kind of living my life, seeing what I can do, all the hearts I can touch and all the views I can get. <laughs> there you go. Spreading kindness through media. So let's, I first want to start off with, um, you guys first met each other when during, when Mia was in high school and you were... Just graduated college. Just just graduating. So how'd you guys click? How, where was the bond that first day? <laughs> Let me Mia. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, right off top, it was like an automatic, like, click. Um, Jenna was the new assistant coach on... Well, Jason had become the head coach, so we got a new head coach, and then he brought in Jenna, and he called me first. I have no idea why, but he called me first to meet Jenna before anybody else, and, like, the second that we met or that he made the intro, Jenna was like, me looks like a hooper. And I was like, I am a hooper, and then just from there, we clicked, and we've been friends for going on five years now. That's amazing, and how'd you guys start off in basketball? Was the goal to... Because I know you coached Mia. I know Mia's goal was possibly make the WNBA. That was your goal to go to college. Um, you guys clicked as coaches and uh, mentees. I would say you guys are mentoring each other. Where was the click when the media came into? Was it when the Jenna started throwing the ball around and making cool videos and you guys both clicked with each other and said, let's start making content? Um, I guess I'll, I'll answer this. I, I mean, I had a following shortly after I graduated college. Um, one of my split pictures blew up and then a, vi a video went viral of mine and me like throwing the football, shooting a basketball, doing all sports. And then, um, yeah, so I gained a following doing that. And then, you know, I would hang out with Mia. Uh, she graduated high school and now she's becoming one of my friends and, um, and you know, I, I, I tag her in a photo or you know, <laughs> every now and then. So we kind of grew people kind of, Oh, uh, you know, like you're Jenna Bandy's best friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I would say kind of what really like took off, what made us took, take off, like start YouTubing and start really being a content creators was when we met Josh and Caleb and linked up with them for the first time. So Josh Horton and Caleb Nash Feimster, they're YouTubers. They've been doing it for a little while now. They just moved to Thousand Oaks where I live. And, and, and what do they do for people that so, don't know who they are? Yeah, they're, they're YouTubers. And uh, 
I met them at a celebrity influencer game. So I play in those games every now and for fundraising, you know, and actually Mia came to support me. And uh, that, was a, that, was, that was a fun little memory. But they invited uh, me and Mia to link up with them at Mamba Sports Academy where you worked. I worked. Amazing place. Great people. Yeah. How funny how that's all connected. But um, we met up there to shoot a YouTube video for their channel, for Josh Horton's channel. And it was Trick Shot Horse. So it was two on two. So girls versus boys. And that video took off. And, you know, we would not only hang out with them as friends, but, you know, we would do videos and make content. So it kind of they both kind of started pushing both me and Mia into the whole YouTube world. And that's kind of how we got started. Yeah. Just picking backing off of that, when Jenna's pictures went viral, I was still in college and I was really focused on basketball and school and getting that done and stuff. So in my mind, like Jenna's just my best friend. And then in everybody else's eyes, it's like, Whoa, you're Jenna Bandy's best friend. She went viral. Da, da, da. She did this, she did that. And it's like, you know, I wasn't even really focused about that or worried about any of that. So it's not really until after I got out of college and I was done playing my basketball seasons and all that stuff to where I was like, actually kind of like hopped on board a little bit and I have a little baby following now too. Yeah, that's amazing. And let's get into um, junior college and actual college because this show is about your success and how you guys got to where you are. And without college, without going to Moore Park with Mia, where me and I both went and met, actually went to high school and the whole way through. Take me through how that has grounded you guys and made you into the person you are today. Uh, I'll go, yeah. Um, junior college. I feel like a lot of people, or I just feel like society in general has a really like negative connotation when it comes to junior colleges. And everyone, especially... Like, I just remember being at Agora and all the everyone being like, no, I can't go to Moore Park. I can't go to Ventura. Like, I have to go to all these UCs or out of states because, like, it was just so looked down upon. And I'm just like, just save your money. Stay, stay home another two years. Get the same education and the same classes for a lot cheaper. And, you know, you're not spending the out of state fees. You're not spending the, you know, dorm fees, all that stuff. So I feel like junior college really taught me, like, what it's like to have that minimalist lifestyle kind of, but still like appreciate it and like really get the most out of it. And, and how was the basketball? Yeah. I was about to say junior college basketball taught me so much about myself, about life, about other people, how to be selfless. Like I learned so much. I don't think I would have learned as much if I had went like straight to a university, if I didn't take that like junior college route. If you had to explain the experience and, um, Kind of like a day in the life of junior college basketball. Because a lot of people overlook it. Uh, I played junior college baseball, and a lot of the baseball players out there, that is the track to go. Mm -hmm. um, you could get drafted. Basketball, could you get drafted out of junior college? I feel like with girls, it's just it's just a lot harder for girls to have that talent and just to be recognized. And even just to get into the WNBA, you have to have four years of collegiate basketball in general as opposed to men who can go straight out of high school, like LeBron and Kobe and all those other great stars. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like without junior college, I just wouldn't be the same and I just wouldn't appreciate things. And I, I it made me a better player and a better person all around. That's true. And a plus you're a part of a, what a national, you guys went about here. Yeah. So when I first got there, the program was not doing too hot. And then uh, I took a red shirt year and 
the program was definitely starting to turn around for sure. And then my final year, my sophomore year, we went all the way to the state championship and we lost by seven, but having more park and state championship tournament was like unheard of in the County for years. You'll so. always remember that. I'll tell you that. Oh, a hundred percent. That's never, that's never going anywhere. And I'm moving on to Jenna. How was your college experience? Man, it was, it was great. A uh, lot of ups and downs, but you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, kind of, you know, kind of what Mia said, I definitely, uh, felt like I was too good for junior college. So in high school, I had torn my ACL before my senior year and I was getting looked at by small D1s and that was my goal, go D1, play in WNBA. That was my dream, you know, but ever since I tore my ACL, didn't get to play my senior year of basketball or softball, um, you know, those D1 offers said, see you later. So I was like, all right, well, you know, it, it was tough as a, a seven. 17 year old being like the star of the county of the league like all that and getting hurt not playing and accepting like all right well now I gotta go d2 or d3 or um even to a juco so I felt at that time in my life like okay well I'll still go to a four-year university um and I did I ended up going and playing at Cal State Monterey Bay I spent five years there because I actually got hurt and tore my other ACL my third year, so I medical redshirted. So I've torn both my ACLs, and um, I mean, probably my second one was most devastating because it's just unexpected, and it's like, are you serious? Like, I'm gonna do it again, and it's my other one, you know? But it taught me a lot about myself, strength, perseverance. Um, till this day, I still play basketball, so I know I, you know, recovered right. I did all my rehabilitation the right way. Um, and, you know, after college, I was thinking of other stuff than basketball. I was trying to be a sideline sports reporter. You know, I got my foot, my feet wet with that. Um, I was working as a runner for the ESPYs and at the uh, Special Olympics. And in the midst of that, um, which, you know, I was networking, making connections. In the midst of that, Coach Jason Ankrum from Agora was like, hey, I just took over the girls program. I remember you playing at 24 hour fitness with me. Uh, you know, I just saw on Facebook that you graduated college. I'm looking to fill my staff. And I was like, I don't know about coaching, but Hey, I'll, I'll come and talk to you. And that's when I met Mia. And I really, I fell in love with coaching. Cause I felt like, you know, all right, being a sideline sports reporter, what am I doing besides just like looking cute and telling the same, same stuff that you already saw on the field or the court or whatever it is. Whereas in basketball, as a coach, a trainer, um, an influencer, you know, I can impact these girls' lives, especially when I've walked in their shoes before. My my relatability is undeniable. So that was the path that I decided to take. Um, and so I've been a high school coach for four years. I was a varsity head coach for two years. And then, you know, going to support Mia at Moore Park Junior College, <laughs> I really – you know, I, I fell in love with their culture and everything that they were about. And it was like a contagious, you know, smile that they, they had. So I ended up joining their staff just last year. So I'm a Moore Park Junior College assistant coach now as well. I know that. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of funny how it all works, you know. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, we were at the state tournament just this year. 
We were number one, seed, number one seed in the South. We went undefeated in league. We were 27 and one overall. Like we were going to make it to the finals, but we didn't even get to play our first game because of Corona. Oh man. Yeah. So Corona has messed everything up, but you look on the bright side. A lot of other opportunities come about this and let's see, let's talk about the actual, the coaching because you, both of you as players, both of you have now transitioned. You're actually still playing. You play in an all-girls league out here, and you guys kick butt. You guys are, what, champions two seasons in a row or a season? <laughs> Explain more about that for all the girls that don't know about this league. Okay. What is this league? I call it the, the all-star league because these girls can actually play, especially you two. You guys <laughs> well, are like the all-stars of the WNBA. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's called the Basketball Beauties League. And, you know, <laughs> And, and it's funny because people hear that name and it's like, wow, oh, this is a joke. Like, yeah. the, are they in lingerie or whatever? And, you know, it actually did kind of start like that. I guess there was <laughs> something called the lingerie basketball league or, and there's, you know, there's lingerie football, football. league. So they wanted to change it and make it more, um, more respectable. And it was just really for uh, models and actresses, but then, they started considering just people that are um, good influencers, you know, positive people. And then it just expanded to, hey, if you want to play, come in this league. And, they, you know, you pay money to play in the league. And so it's been a real serious thing. It's been something that um, I've really, uh, you know, clinged on to because I never went and tried to play overseas. And it's kind of something I, I regret. I know that I could play. I just, I just kind of, I tore both my CLs, kind of let, you know, my parents, She's in her head. Kind of let my parents get in my head. Like there's more to life than basketball, but like literally everything I do in my life in some way is connected to basketball. And so I love it. it there's so many like XD1 players, uh, professional overseas players, some even ex-WNBA players. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Mia, I was like, yo, come on, come and play on my team. Yeah, my team. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a few little like action plays, you know, for me to her, her to me for the for the lay. So well, there you go. That, that, that's, honestly, I've I've watched a couple of the highlights and you guys kick butt. And I think another <laughs> cool thing about it is both of you girls are actually phenomenal and put the moves on. And I think it's really interesting that you guys can graduate college or graduate school and a lot of people just like guys, you graduate playing your sport and you don't pick it up ever again. You guys found a way to play the love of your game and a girl's like at the same time, now take it to a whole nother level, which is through media. And that's what we're going to talk about now is combining both the love of the love of basketball and using the media to showcase your skills in a bunch of different ways. through trick shots, through comedy, through going to what Venice and schooling all the guys there. I mean, <laughs> tell me about the, both of your guys' YouTube channels and what you guys do. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like, uh, again, like we're kind of a, a part of a squad. So we have Caleb Nash Feimster, uh, Josh Horan, they're trick shooters, like real legit trick shooters. And then uh, we got Chris Staples, who is probably the best dunker in the world. And then you have me and Jenna. And uh, everyone's channel is more based off, like like you said, basketball stuff. And for me, I definitely incorporate the basketball stuff, but I also like to incorporate the lifestyle type of stuff and show all of our personalities. So you go on their channels, that's where you find all the, like, you'll see basketball challenges, all this stuff. And then you go over to my channel and that's where you'll see more of our personality and stuff. Because I feel like 
uh, as influencers, as creators, whatever, like whatever you portray the most is what people really see you as. Like, for example, we see Josh's, Josh and Caleb as trick shooters, but at the end of the day, like they are actual humans with a personality and stuff like that. So I like to showcase that on my channel because I feel like it's important for people to understand that influencers are still people and we still have feelings. We still get hurt by things people say or we care about, you know, like we have yeah, we're, comments. Never read the comments. Never read the comments, basically. <laughs> but yeah, so I like to portray those those parts of us. And uh, you'll see basketball videos here and there with us and stuff. But I've had like truth or dare videos with the whole squad or like just things like we did a Kobe video, a Kobe tribute video, which was a game of Jeopardy and, for Kobe. And Kobe. I mean, we're from the Thousand Oaks, Agora, Calabasas area and Mamba Academy, where I worked at and Jenna and we all three of us lived at that place. Um, I know you guys have met Kobe. I know Jenna, you had an Instagram post that was talking about Kobe on. He actually followed you on Instagram and the yeah. message that he told you. And if you guys want to explain more about Kobe and just the brand and his mentality. Yeah. I mean, that was tough. I'll never forget that day. I mean, I was actually, that's funny. I was at Mama Sports Academy and I was about to play pickup with my friends and my, you know, Cole Mysick, who works there, he he was like, okay, Jenna, just because Kobe Bryant follows you on Instagram now. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you don't know that Kobe Bryant follows you? And honestly, like, I don't look at, like, that one page where it looks who follows you. Like, I just don't. Like, it, it it's too know? much. So I just went to my thing, and I was like, no way, he does. So I actually, after I played, I called Mia. I FaceTimed <laughs> Mia's my home, you know, so I was like, Mia, yo, what do I do? Kobe Bryant is my freaking friend. He's following me out. So he's like, you're 100% bullshitting me right now. I was like, no like, way, dude. Yeah. Come on, show me. And she was like, you have to tell him. You have to, like, you have to message him and tell him, like, every, you know, I, he's been my idol since I was a little kid, like, in the league that, in the Basketball Beauties League, like, they call me the White Mamba. I wear 24, like, you know, Kobe for life. That was like, he's my role model. So I, I said just that I was like, Hey, my friend Cole Mysick from Mama Sports Academy said that you follow me. I couldn't believe it. I idolize you in this league. I play in. they call me white mamba, LOL. I would love to meet you someday. It would be an honor. And he hits me back and he's like, yeah, I know you're one hell of an athlete. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And then he's like, I'll be at MSA tomorrow from this time to this time for the camp that he's hosting. And I remember I was like, can I bring my friends? And he, <laughs> he was like, I'm coming a, a black thumbs up, you know? And I was like, let's go. So I hit up Mia, Josh, Chris, um, Caleb was yeah. out of town. And it was so nerve wracking because it's like, all right, I'm going to walk into mama sports Academy and tell them, through my DM that it's confirmed that Kobe told me to come. Like, it was just awkward, you know, but I was like, it's here. Like, and then they went and got his assistant, his assistant confirmed it. And we're able to go to the bleachers. And he was, you know, in the middle of the camp walking up and down the court. And I remember sitting on the bleachers, just like waiting. We all like had some kind of like Kobe gear on, you know, like, but I didn't want to be like too much, you know, you don't want to be like, you know, too crazy about it. So, um, I remember he was like, what's up, athlete? Like, from across the court. And I just remember, like, Jenna, when you get up and walk down these bleachers, do not trip. Like, I'm like, you know? And so he, he like, shakes my hand, gives me a hug. And I was like, here's Chris, here's Mia, here's Josh. Like, 
And he's talking to me for a good like 10 minutes. And, you know, it was funny because he's engaged in conversation with me. But then he's like, hey, man, what hand are you supposed to use on the left side? Left. Yep, that's right. And then he's just back to talking to me. And, and you know, before we left, uh, he was just like, keep doing what you're doing. Keep with the trick shots. I love it. All the moves, the football stuff. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it. And, you know, it was a moment. And we got a picture, all of us. So, you know, I mean, when Did I – you ever get to meet him more after that? Yeah, I ended up coming to um, a game to watch his team play and uh, and like and GG and everything at Mamba Sports Academy. And it was crazy. I mean, um, a week after the whole incident happened, after he passed, I was supposed to go down to Newport because my sister lives there and go go to a practice and watch them practice and just like, you know, see it, see them doing their thing. So it was pretty devastating to say the least. Mia, did you have any thoughts on Kobe when you first met him? Uh, honestly, I was just like, wow, this is Kobe. Like, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't, I was, he like shook my hand and I was like, uh-huh, like whatever. I didn't even know. I was like, just like in awe at the fact that like Kobe Bryant was standing in front of me or that I was even in the presence of Kobe. And, um, I remember when I found out, uh, that he passed or that he was in a helicopter accident, I was working a basketball tournament and like just the whole gym was talking about it the whole gym was like silent everyone was on their phones and I was like there's no way this is real like there's just no way and I just remember being like so upset and it like it lingered for like a good week week and a half and it just he just did so much not just for the game itself but especially for the women's game and him having four daughters and his one of his daughters being a hell of a ball player and another daughter being a great volleyball player like he just did so much for women's sports in general and he was such an advocate for women's sports that it's like that not that that's gone but the fact that there's not such a big role model like that you know like actively pushing for women's sports as much is like because like LeBron has sons D-Wade has sons like everybody has a son and like Kobe had daughters so it was like it just hit different and it just hit hard like it's my first pair of basketball shoes my first basketball number I shoot I used to shoot uh paper ball saying Kobe like you know what I'm saying so it's just tough it was tough for sure it just feels like, sorry I was just gonna say it just feels like a piece of like basketball yeah and speaking yeah. of the girls game that I, I want to get into um going through your media that you guys make mm-hmm. I mean Kobe touched you guys as you guys are talking about it, what way are you got are you girls, you know, touching millions of girls out there with the videos you guys make? How do you guys get comments? Do you get saying that what you girls do in the basketball world and the tricks and the fun and showing what girls are about in the basketball world and pushing WNBA? Do you guys get a lot of comments and a lot of push to make more videos? Yeah, for sure. I I get girls like little young girls like in my DMs or because I feel like girls basketball is just like so negatively looked at in so many different aspects. Like girls aren't as good. Or if you're a female basketball player, you automatically like other girls or like, there's just so much stigma and so many like stereotypes with girls basketball that it's like, I, my thing in these videos and being a basketball player and like having that spotlight on me, is just like, I want everyone to be able to like understand that you could do this and still be yourself. Whether that means that you like girls or you like boys or whatever, like you want your hair long, you want your hair short, you want to wear your hair in braids, you want to wear your hair in a bun. I don't care. Just do you, be you. Like that's my number one thing. And so when girls reach out to me, I 
do my best to respond because I don't like to respond to everyone because then everyone gets a little needy. But uh, <laughs> I do my best to respond and just let them know, like, you need to be yourself and you just need to keep true to yourself because that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And that's if you're if you're not yourself, then you're not going to you're going to be the one who's most unhappy versus right. everyone else around you. What about you, Jenna? Yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, I. I get a lot of comments saying, why aren't you in the WNBA or my daughter looks up to you and, or it's the actual daughters, it's the little girls, you know, doing that. And um, because of that, I want to do more than just like my, my games on YouTube and stuff like that. Like ultimately I want to get to a point where I'm like running clinics and camps and, um, doing a little bit more impactful, hands-on kind of stuff. Not just, okay, you're watching me play ball, so that's inspirational. I actually want to be in the mix, literally teaching and, you know, giving that empowering feeling, one-on-one kind of thing. So um, it's definitely, it, it's, it, may, it reminds you, you know, like that, hey, like these followers, these subscribers are real. And, you know, they're, they're, they're literally waiting for your videos and you matter to them and you, them watching you, it really makes them feel like they know you. Mm -hmm. And so as much as that, you know, if you can't relate to that or whatever, but like, it's just, it's a real thing. And so it's, it's definitely special. It's a special thing. Right. And where do the ideas come from all these videos? videos (laughs) I know Mia's videos are very personal and I saw that on who knows you best. And I mean, so a lot of my, my videos are like, I challenge strangers, um, one-on-one, uh, or I challenge strangers to a three point contest. If you beat me best out of 10, if you shoot better than me, then I'll give you a hundred bucks. Um, (laughs) and what else? Just some little challenges and, uh, like today we play trick shot knockout. I guess what it is, it's kind of like I've taken note from YouTubers in general, especially our like squad and seeing what they do. And, you know, what's kind of works best for me is my challenging stranger stuff. What works best for Caleb is like a whole trick shot game with punishments and you roll the dice and you get this amount of tries and um, kind of the same thing for Josh and, and Mia's is just sh- the personality, honestly, and just like, you know, breaking down like some some hard questions to answer. And, <laughs> and Chris is, you know, more centered around dunking and stuff like that. So you kind of have to figure out what is your niche um, and go with it and run with it. But then at the same time, you don't want to be scared. And I do. I get scared to like try new things, like especially in this quarantine. I've never done a video with my family but I'm quarantining with my family. So I had to kind of be like, all right, well, this is what I can do. I'll do the best I can to relate it to basketball. And it was on a pool hoop, which still is basketball, but it's not like super duper competitive. So, you know, you just try to, you take risks and sometimes it doesn't work out, but in the ultimate ultimate goal isn't to just totally please your fans. It's to just portray like what Mia said, who you are and my family is a big part of who I am and you know I did a Kobe tribute video where I'm literally just sitting in chair the whole time just talking about it and you know I didn't get as many views as I would on like a in a competitive one-on-one thing um so it's kind of like you can't you can't be scared to try new things and then 
but you also want to give people what they want. So it's, there's like, you know, you kind of got to juggle, juggle a little bit. That's true. And I know the king of social media, which is Gary Vee. I know you talked to him. I know you had a interaction. Do you guys base your media off of what he does and learning tips on how to grow? Yeah. Um, I met him at a celebrity game as well. And I told him like, cause his team had reached out to me to do a project. Uh, it was like positivity and something project, <laughs> like a case wish. I forget. And you had to like submit some kind of video or like a whole application. And, um, I ended up not being a part of it, but I just told him like, Hey, like your team reached out to me and, uh, and so um sorry about that and I just told him like how much it meant to me and he just kind of reiterated how like I well sorry and I told him like you know I've kind of been uh like figuring out what kind of career path I want to go do I want to keep coaching do I put all my eggs in one basket of YouTubing sometimes being a coach and a YouTuber social media influencer kind of like they conflict so it's been and he was just like look you're young, you have room. So just do your thing and don't be scared to try new things. And, you know, just you like, it's almost like you already know that, but hearing someone say that to you and it be Gary Vee, it's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> and speaking of trying new things, you got Mia doing COD. If you want to talk about <laughs> that, you have your live stream on Twitch playing yeah. COD for you, yeah. killing everyone. Honestly, you go on <laughs> ten kill streaks. Don't talk um, about that and uh, trying new things, which is, it is I, new to you. It it is it's new on my social medias. Yeah, I've been playing Call of Duty since I was like twelve years old, and I finally got my own PlayStation Three. But um, yeah, in in quarantine, because outside of quarantine, I work two jobs on top of social media, so I don't really have time to just like sit down, lounge, and you know, hang with the boys and play Call of Duty. So in quarantine. I really was just like, you know, streaming. I watch streamers all the time and streaming something that I've always been like, dang, that looks cool. That looks fun. It's chill. You get to be yourself and, you know, do something that you like to do, which is, you know, play video games. Um, so I was like, we're in quarantine. I'm locked in the house anyway. I mean, I might as well, you know, hop on. And it's been, it's definitely a slow slow like building thing, but I mean, all social media is and, you know, YouTube didn't happen overnight. I know some people have overnight success, but that's, you know, the very, that's the 2% of all the influencers out there. So it's slow and it's building, but, um, with YouTube, with Instagram, with streaming and stuff, I feel like there's a lot of potential for me in so many different fields. And I have so many different, like I can do basketball. I've been a coach. I was a player. I, you know, I play video games. I do this, I do that. So I feel like there's potential in it and it's, it's growing and I'm, you know, kind of testing the waters right now. And quarantine like you said quarantine has had you know hidden blessings for everyone so right and speaking for all the young people out there you two who have gone so many different directions in media and trying new things mm -hmm. do you have any tips or tricks for because you guys are still building you're still trying to build your brands mm -hmm. for people that want to get into youtube little girls that want to get into basketball shots and playing video games what, what is the mentorship that you would say to them um I feel like I do better at this than Jenna does, but like she said, she gets scared to try new things. And I think I, I think early on, I understood that I'm in this basketball-based squad, and me doing personality stuff isn't gonna do as well as everybody else's stuff. 
uh, with the trick shots and the this and that. So I think early on I started taking a, a risk by even, you know, going a different direction. So my thing is, again, be yourself, show yourself off, you know, do what you want to do because at the end of the day, when you put when you put effort into things that you want, you're going to give yourself like your podcast. You wanted to be doing this podcast. So you're giving it 110% because it's something that you want to do versus if I was like putting out basketball videos all the time, I would, I would be like half-assing it in a sense. So do things that you want to do and do them for you because at the end of the day, it'll come out better. Right. Don't, don't be scared to take the risk. Like doing social media and stuff was a risk for me too. Like I said, I have to work two jobs in my regular life anyway. So taking time to do social media was like, whoa and what yeah. about going against all of the haters because i have haters starting my show you have haters doing your thing we all have haters what mm-hmm. do you have to say to all the haters out there that say you can't do it you don't have the money to do it or you won't make an income or mm-hmm. any of that um my thing is like people love to talk about things that they don't even know the short end of the stick about so i mean i'm here doing it you're here doing it they're not doing it because if it was that easy, everyone would do it or everyone would be successful in it. And that's not at all the case at all. So your podcast is, I strongly believe that your podcasting to take off. I know Jenna's had a following for a minute, but I know Jenna's going to keep taking off and keep growing. And I have the same amount of confidence in myself. And I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, when you say like, what would you, what advice would you give a little kid that wants to start YouTube or anyone? Um, it just, it reminded me of my first YouTube video. Um, and it was right after a video with Josh and Chris and they're like, Jenna, let's shoot your first video today. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not ready. And they're like, what do you mean? You're here on the court. You have your shoes on. Do it. Rangers over here. Let's just like, let's just challenge them to a three point shootout. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, my intro, I, I stuttered I so many times, and and even my my outro, and I'm just kind of nervous, and you know. But the more that you do it, the better you become at it. Um, and it's just what Josh always says, and Josh has been in the game longer than all of us in our squad and YouTube. Like, this is his main form of money and of income and so he always just says just stop worrying about making it perfect just get content out just get content out you know and and people honestly they like when you mess up they like seeing the organic not the scripted mm-hmm. you know youtuber the the like you know if you mess up you mess up um i you know like i'm a cornball i scream i <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just like, I'm clumsy, you know, and like, I show that. And, you know, some people find it annoying. (laughs) Some people people love it. And like you said, like, there's always haters. And, you know, it could either inspire you to, to grow or it can crush you. And they're still getting me the view. So I don't care. (laughs) You know? Yeah. On your, on your guys' journey, have you met anyone you thought you would never meet? Speaking of any other social media stars and like Kobe, you came across, you met Kobe or any other top influencers where you're like, wow, like I've watched you do these videos and now I'm actually doing a video with you. Yeah. Anyone come to mind? Few collaborations that I, you know, I, I've worked with uh, Tristan Jazz, T Jazz, the crazy layups kid with blonde hair, curly hair, um, Cash Nasty, Flight Reacts rice gum um aj lepre 
And it's just kind of crazy, like being in that world. It's, you know, it, you're not the only one. And it's cool because there's not a lot of female hoopers that are in the YouTube realm, you know? And so um, it's been, it's been really cool. I mean, I've gone on celebrity, celebrity influencer games. I, I got, you know, flown out to the Chicago all-star game and played in a three on three tournament and all this stuff that like people just say is like, it's, you're just having fun. And, um, and, you know, and just admitting to your mom and dad, like, Hey, like I'm going to be a YouTuber, you know, it's kind of like the same thing that you're saying about, you know, going to junior college, people like frown upon it or they think it's, it's a joke. Like I kind of wasn't sure about it either, but you know, you do the research, you look into it and you find that like, the work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And, you know, that mentality, put hundred percent in, you'll get a lot of great results. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> what about Mia? Do you have anything on that? Um, I haven't had like big collaborations yet. And a part of it is because I don't have two feet into social media yet. I do still have, you know, jobs I work, but um, there's definitely influencers that I watch that I just want to be friends with. And like, that's the thing with me and celebrities, like I'm obsessed with Kehlani and I met her and I cried my eyes out. Um, but like, it's not even like, where was that at? it was at sports Academy actually. Um, it's not that like, I have like this, like, I feel like people get like obsessed with people and they're like, Oh my God, oh my God. But it's just like more like, I just want to be that person's friend. So I feel that way about influencers a lot. So like obviously collabing with them would be cool, but then like just having that friendship, like I don't want anything out of it. I just want to be your friend. Literally. Like you don't even have to post me on anything. We don't ever have to collab, but like, just be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, I also want to get into, um, cause I had to struggle also. And I think most of the people that we know go through the same thing, but getting in the media and not having the money to do certain things, not having the money to buy, have working three jobs, four jobs. It's rare. You have, come from a wealthy family that will support you with everything you need. Mm -hmm. All my music production stuff took six years to get everything by working in four different jobs. Um, For all the people out there that are going through the same struggle, I mean, timing. I know TikTok right now is a big thing. I I would say TikTok is the best thing to go on and build because it doesn't cost anything. But for all the equipment out there and working four jobs, I mean, we all do it. What do you guys have to say about that mentality? Uh I've been working since I was 15. So I worked like under the table jobs at tournaments and stuff like that. And I still work tournaments and stuff, but I've like built myself up to where like I'm more like high level top tier. So that, you know, has a good source of income. And then um, I've worked at the habit for four years now since I was in high school. And um, I've just always had that like hustle mentality. And I've always had that, like, I need to provide for myself type of thing because I don't like to have to rely on other people or feel like I owe people things. So my advice is just like, you just have to have that mentality. And like, if you don't have that mentality, then you're just going to flop and you're just going to fold every single time. And you could have excuses like, Oh, I don't have a camera. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. But like your phone has a camera. Everyone has a phone nowadays. Your phone has a camera. I film everything off of my phone. I edit everything off of my phone. Um, very low budget stuff. My streaming stuff, I use a basic PlayStation camera and I only have one monitor on a desk, this little in the corner of my living room. Like if you want it, you're going to make it happen. And I've been saving and, you know, pay my bills, do what I got to do, but then put money aside to save and, you know, get the things when I can. I don't need to get it all at once. Just, you know, when I can't. 
You're killing it, Mia. Killing it. <laughs> what I love about you. Well, you, Jenna, did you have any struggles from yeah, the beginning? I still, I still don't have a camera. And, you know, I've been using my friend's camera. I'll have an SD card or a hard drive, and they just transfer it over. So they've been nice enough to, like, you know, they're Be there, you know. And I don't think anyone would ever guess that with the media that you put out that you don't have a camera. Yeah, I mean, the stuff, a lot you of it. You got some great friends, I'll tell you that. <laughs> a lot of it on my phone. Um, you know, and I mean, like, like Mia said, it's, it's a lot about, you know, you can't care too much about it being perfect, you know, and, and, uh, it's, I mean, it's worked out so far and, and even just like, you know, you see dude perfect or just, uh, uh, Mr. Beast and, you know, they'll put a lot of money into their YouTube videos and, you don't, you don't have to do that to be successful, successful or to get the views that you want or for people to even just follow you and subscribe to you. You don't like, I, I've never used anything that I had. To, I never like bought anything for my supplies or anything like that, you know? Um, so you just got to get creative with it, get, be handy, resourceful and mm-hmm. you can still be successful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely things where I'm like, Oh, I wish I had this or I wish I yeah. had that. Or I, I have things in mind where I'm like, okay, I'm going to upgrade this eventually. But I, I feel like those are for the long run. And for now it's just, you know, you got to make do with what you got. And like I said, filming on my phone, editing on my phone, I have a video that's 450,000 views off my phone. Right. And I think it all goes back to basketball, all back to that one point. Mm-hmm. Shoes don't matter. It's a worth ethic. I don't yep. know how nice okay, maybe shoes do matter, but you know, you put in the hard work, you put in the grind, and the results will come, and you'll be able to buy new things and yeah, uh, exactly. more expensive stuff. Don't ever, don't always blame the rim. Like blame the money. <laughs> what I like to say. And just being being a YouTuber, like you know, you're your own boss. You make your own schedule. Um, you know, I've learned how to edit on my own as well, and so you could be as particular as you want and how you want to get things done or you can hire someone to edit for you. I've done both. I've done, I've edited myself. I've also had people edit for me. Um, you know, so there's like, there's a disadvantage and advantage to doing that where you're a YouTuber, you're your own boss. So it's okay. Well, I'm going to sleep until one and, and then make a video where it's not at nine to five, you know, but at the same time you can get lazy with that. And you know, you can, there's a, there's the big con of that as well. And so, um, like Mia said, if it was so easy, anybody would do, do it. It's a grind. I mean, today we're out in the beating sun and we knocked out three videos on three different channels and, you know, but we're drenched in sweat. We're coming inside just to take a breather and, and drink some water. So, and you got to edit, edit's a whole nother world. You gotta edit man. And then, you know, you gotta come up with a good thumbnail and a good title and, you know, you gotta, it's got to be exciting, but you want it to be similar, but different. You don't want to just, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, a lot. it's a lot. One of the hardest things for me is like, like we were in the sun for so long today and like we took breaks, but like, as soon as the camera is back on, you got to like snap back into it and like flip that switch to have all that energy again. And it's like, dude, I've already been in the sun for two hours. I'm dying right now, but let me, you know, like, like people don't factor all that in and they, think like what they see is what it took as in like this video is edited and they think that like everything has happened in this 10 minute video when in reality we have 45 minutes of raw footage because we're messing up we're missing shots we're doing this we're doing that so it's just like 
uh, people like really just don't understand that it's a lot more than what it looks like. And I think that's why being an influencer, being on social media just has this like such negative stigma because everyone's like, oh, that's easy. I could do that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, man, you can't. It's not that easy. I promise you. <laughs> and speaking of trick shots, how many times you guys record for people that are, are fans? I mean, how many takes does it take to make those crazy shots? Is it a thousand, a hundred? Maybe, really? maybe you're dude perfect. You do it on the first shot. I don't know, but. <laughs> I mean, it varies. There's, it some, there's for all of us, there's some trick shots that we know that we could get in less than 10 tries, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like we all have some go-tos that we know, like this isn't going to be automatic. Yeah. But I mean, I remember when I was competing for my Guinness world record for throwing the longest female football throw into a target, which was 30 yards. I've done that in intermission of Josh's YouTube video. We were doing a football, football trick shot horse. And he was like, Jenna, just see if you could throw it into the, into the hoop. And I did it in like around 10 tries. But then when I go and do it for the Guinness world record, that, that stuff took me literally (laughs) the whole time. Take me, take me behind the scenes of that day. Is it just a one try thing though? The Guinness world record person comes and said, Hey, let's see it. Or is it yeah. they let you do 10 tries? I mean, it's more like a time frame type of thing. So it was me, Josh, Caleb and Chris, we all had records that we needed to accomplish that day. And we had a, a, a time slot at the gym that we rented out. So it's like, all right, I went, I went like second, Chris already did a dunking thing, got his record, boom, didn't take long at all. I go, I probably throw like 50 throws. I'm not getting it. So, all right, we'll go back to you, Jenna, you know. And, you <laughs> know, that arm. fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that thing was sore. But it was literally like three minutes until uh, our rent rented space, like the time was out. And Josh was saying, I was literally about to tell you, Jenna, like three more throws and we have to cut it. And I would have been the only one who didn't get a record. And that was my only, only record. Everyone else had like two or, or more. And I only had one record that day to get, and I got it. Um, but you know, the pressure's on the, the adjudicator is there. He's watching, making sure you don't step over the line and making sure the basket is exactly 10 feet I can't use the backboard I have to use an official NFL size football you know like it was it was definitely was it was it the full court you had to do it where'd you have to throw it from it actually didn't fit the court wasn't actually at the gym space so we had to bring in a portable hoop I was like squeezing a corner so I got like one step in it was just if I could do it over I would at a different space but hey I got it done Hey, Guinness World Record is a Guinness World Record. I'll say exactly. that. I'm a Guinness World Record holder. And I see, I, I hope, I know Mia's actually going to come out with a couple of those maybe in the future. Maybe in maybe, God, maybe. maybe if there's we'll a see. God killing, how many times? I have no clue. But anyways, <laughs> this was a, an amazing show. We had a great time talking about both your guys' careers and the choices. Any last words on uh, your guys' Instagram handles, your YouTube channels, anything you want to shout out for the future? Just make sure you follow both of us. Come on now. You can't have one without the other. And what's those angles? At Mia Moore on all my socials. 
And then add, oh, go ahead. That's it. <laughs> and then add Jonah Bandy on Instagram, TikTok, and just, oh, add Jonah Bandy 21. And then just Jenna Bandy on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the like button, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit the like button, guys. You also get to see this on YouTube. This will be footage on YouTube. But anyways, tuning out and go follow these two amazing girls. <laughs> <laughs>